This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We are discussing Netilat Yadaim. Netilat Yadaim is the mitzvah of washing hands, which applies twice. Number one is before going before before eating bread, and number two is when waking up in the morning. So we are discussing the Netilat Yadaim of waking up in the morning, and we find among our rabbis four different reasons to wash hands in the morning. There are four main reasons to wash hands in the morning, and there's differences between them. So we try and follow all four reasons as much as possible. So number one is Rabbeinu Asher, the Rosh, the great rabbi, of the, the, the student of Maharam in Rottenburg, Ashkenazi from Germany, who ran away from Germany and ran to Spain, and the Spanish Jews made him the chief rabbi of Toledo. He says the reason for washing hands in the morning, very simple, is because when a person is sleeping, the hands touch their bodies all over, they scratch here, scratch there, and therefore the hands are dirty. Since one's hands are dirty, how can you pray with your hands dirty? And therefore you've got to wash your hands in the morning to clean your hands. Very simple reason. Very, very simple reason. He doesn't mean physically dirty. Physically dirty. Physically dirty. Is the rush, physical dirty. Talking about pshat. It's simple pshat. You're touching bodily yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're touching your body, you're scratching all over, and therefore a person, his hands are dirty. So if he's got to wash hands, how can he pray with dirty hands? Number two, the rush bar. So this is a very interesting. When a person sleeps, they are being rejuvenated. Literally, rejuvenated. It's like they were created anew. Chadashim la bekarim, Rabbi Munatecha. The Pasuk says in Echa, chapter 3. Expressions of your kindness each morning, your faithfulness is magnificent. So Hashem is making us new. This refers to Hashem's kindness in restoring our souls to our bodies in the morning. So when a person deposits something with someone to look after, normally it comes out, scratches, and who knows how the guy looks after it, doesn't look after it properly. We deposit our souls with Hashem when we're tired and we get it back fresh. It's amazing. Isn't that amazing? We get it back fresh and renewed. So uh, we're, we're like new creatures. And we have to thank Him. And that's what the rabbis gave us this bracha to purify and sanctify each other each morning before beginning these holy tasks. Just like a coin. When a coin wakes up, he has to, before he works in the Benavidash, he has to sanctify his hands. And therefore, we follow that opinion of the Rashba, that is, we are sanctifying our hands because we were in Hashem's care, Hashem gave us back, we're like new creatures and we have to sanctify our hands like the Kohanim. The Zohar comes along. When a person is asleep during the night, and the keyword of here is sleep, a person is sleeping during the night, the soul leaves the body, the Gemara says in Brachot, it's one-sixtieth of death. Sleep is one-sixtieth of death, and when that happens, the soul leaves the body, harmful spiritual creatures enter the body. So the Zohar says, evil spirit contaminates the body. The person wakes up in the morning, the harmful forces depart the body, but they remain attached to the hands. You need to time to wash off these evil spirits. That's according to the Zohar. Or Chaim. Says the Gemara Shabbat. Davkuf Tet Amud Harmful spiritual forces contaminate one's hands during the night and can be removed only through Netilat Yadai. It's not the same as Zohar. Zohar says it's only if you sleep. Over here, it's even if you don't sleep. Imagine, you stay awake all night. According to this opinion, the Orochot Chaim, it is the night itself that brings contamination. It's not sleep the night. Zohar says sleep at night. Orochot Chaim says night by itself without sleeping. person becomes Tamei at night. Because there's four different reasons. Let's recap. Number one reason is the Rosh. The Rosh says because your hands are dirty. You go to sleep, you're scratching yourself all up. You're dirty. You've got to wash hands for hygiene. But you can't pray with dirty hands. Number two is the Rashba. The Rashba says we are like new creations when we wake up in the morning. 
And just like the Kohanim and the Beit HaMikdash, they have to go wash hands before they serve God, we have to also wash our hands before serving God. Number three is the Zohar. The Zohar says when we sleep, we are like dead. And therefore the Tumah of death, or similar Tumah, comes into our bodies. And when we wake up, it goes away, except for on our hands. And that you can only remove through the Dayim. Number four is Orochayim. Orochayim says at night a person is affected by Ruach Ra. And therefore, even though the person didn't sleep at night, they still have to wash their hands in the morning. Okay, those are four reasons. Who's the Orochayim? Orochot Chaim. Who is that? It's one of the Rishonim. So now we come to, what about a person stayed up all night? So according to the last opinion, you stay up all night, no problem, right? Shukran Aruch explains, Bet Yosef. This person will not have to perform the Tadayim according to Rabbeinu Asher. So according to the first opinion, the whole purpose is when you sleep, you're touching yourself and you're scratching yourself, you don't even know your hands are dirty, so you've got to wash hands. According to Rabbeinu Asher, however, if you stay up all night and you know for sure you didn't touch anything, you don't have to wash hands. Number two. According to the Zohar, who says only when you sleep, you get the Ruach Ra. He didn't sleep, he was awake all night. Right. So therefore, two out of four opinions would say, you don't have to wash hands. Two out of four opinions would say, you do have to wash hands. Right. What was the Rashba's opinion? Rashba says, it's only if you sleep and you're renewed, you're like a new, crea- new creation. So according to Rashba, also you need to wash hands. And therefore, three out of four opinions would say, you need to wash hands. Okay. Everybody except the Rashba. I except mean, for the Orchel Chaim. no, the Orchel Chaim. And the Rosh, yeah, right, the Rosh. The Rosh. The Rosh says, if you know your hands are clean, you don't have to wash hands. But the Rashba and the Zohar say that you do have to wash hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, According to Orchel Chaim, the night causes a person's hands to become contaminated, whether he slept or not. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you do have to wash hands. So let's recap. Number one is the Rabbeinu Asher. The Rosh says, it's only if you know your hands are dirty. Over here he knows he was awake all night and then his hands are clean. If his hands are clean, he doesn't have to wash hands. Number two is, according to Rashba, if you don't sleep, you're not a new creature. If you're not a new creature, you don't have to wash hands. Number three is, according to the Zohar, if you don't sleep, there's no Ruach Ra. Three out of four say, you don't have to wash hands. Mm. The only one that says you do have to wash hands is Oral Chaim, because it was night, even though you didn't sleep, you still have to wash hands. So th- three out of four say you don't have to wash hands. One out of four say you do have to wash hands. It's really the chiluk is between night versus sleep. Exactly. Well, sleep is very critical for the rush, the rushba, and the zor. Three, three out of four need sleep. Okay. Going to sleep after midnight. What about going to sleep after midnight? That's very, very interesting, because the Rashash says, the person sleeps after midnight, the hands and the body are not contaminated by harmful forces. The harmful forces are before midnight. According to Kabbalah, the worst part of the night is from dark to midnight. That's why you're not allowed to read Tehilim, and all these things apply, because that is like Din, Din Akashya, very harsh judgment, whatever that means, Gura, it's time for very harsh judgment, and that's when a person wakes up at midnight, you can... Say because of Shachar, it's time. It's already time to learn Torah, and uh, therefore, person got to wash hands to recite the blessing until I die, which we're going to talk about after midnight. The person recited all the morning blessings and went to study Torah, and then he went back to sleep. Can't you can't wash hands again? You don't with a bracha at least. Then you wash hands in the morning without a bracha. So let's recap. Uh, the best time to sleep. According to Kabbalah, is after midnight. 
before midnight and you wake up after midnight and learn Torah. So the best time is the trouble is we're, we're thrown off our normal clock because of all the electricity and lights. So in those days, what they did is they said the Sharvit and they went straight to bed. It's too dark to do anything. They went to bed and they get up at dawn, right? Because that's when the light starts. But Kabbalistically, it's better to get up at midnight and learn Torah. You see all the Kabbalistic Yeshivot. They learn and they get up at midnight to Tikkun Atzot, stay up till dawn, pray nets, and then they go to sleep after that. For a couple of I don't know how many hours they sleep, and then they get up again. <laughs> so that's the best. According to Kabbalah, if you can alter your day, most people do sleep late. America. Fantastic. If you sleep late, it's not good. Why? Because you want to meet to wake up. Midnight, you need to wake up. So let's say during the shortest days of the year, Mecha's 4.15, you're out of there by 4.45 with RV. They'll go to sleep by like 5 o'clock? Yeah, dark. And they'll have their 7 up. hours until yeah, whatever. midnight. Well, eight, 8 hours, whatever. Yeah. They get up, learn to run. So it's still dark when at that time. I know. So either way, you cut. Yeah, either way. So it's better, so they're tired. They see that they're working all day and they're tired. Go to sleep. So we can't have a question. The question we have is, okay, according to Rabbi Asher, the hands need to be washed because the hands are busy at night scratching oneself. But according to Rashba, who says that the whole reason is like the Kohanim, they have to rejuvenate themselves in the Beit HaMikdash, but they have to wash their hands and their feet. According to that, we should be washing our feet as well. Why don't we wash our feet? That's our question. And the Benish Chai says, you can wash your feet all you want. Not going to help you. The tumah on the feet do not go away. He says the only time they go away a little bit is when you wash your feet for Shabbat. Like, what Shabbat they go away? That's the only time. Very, very interesting. Fascinating bit of Kabbalah over there. The Ruach Ra on the feet it does not get washed away by washing. That's why we don't wash. We don't bother washing. The Kohanim have the power to get rid of the Ruach Ra on their feet. Therefore, they wash their feet as well. We don't. So you see the Arabs today, they copy the Kohanim exactly. They have these hands. They wash their hands, wash their feet. Right? We don't bother. You know why? We can't do it. We don't have the power, the capability of the Kohanim to wash off the Ruach Ra from the feet. Because that's the question, that's uh, the reason why the Benish Kai says today we don't wash our feet. Even, even our modern day Kohanim? Modern day Kohanim doesn't help because they're not in Beit right? They don't wash their hands, you see, when they go to Brikat Kohanim, they just, they don't wash their feet. I'm saying. Say, it doesn't help. Okay, now we come to what about the Ruach Ra? Is there Ruach Ra today? Is the evil spirit today? We know the famous Gemara. The Gemara says Rabbi Baraness pushed the Mazikin outside of the town. Mazikin do not come inside towns, Baruch Hashem. All these demons and Shadim, they don't come inside a town. But they're inhabited places. They stay outside in the forest and whatever. Uh, so Ravadi Yosef brings down the opinion of many Poskim that there no longer exists the harmful spiritual force that contaminates one's hands overnight. Basic. Most of them are just Pashtani. Most of these Poskim are Pashtani, like Marashal, Shlomo Luria, and Yamshel Shlomo and Cholin. He ruled that the harmful forces no longer exist. And therefore, it's sufficient to wash each hand twice, not three times. Marashal. Swanami, we don't follow that for sure. And Rav Moshe ben Khabib, and Tosefi Yom Kippurim, to Yuma, and the Lechem Mishneh, can you imagine? Asur. And all these say there is no Ruach Ra'ah today. And therefore, it makes a big difference for Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, position, wash his hands, unless there's dirt. 
If you say there's no ruach ra'at today, and the person knows his hands are clean, doesn't watch hands. Don't keep it. However, there are arguments. Rabbi says, in the conclusion, he says, I know there are arguments, and these are very neat opinions. We don't follow them unless we need to apply them with other opinions. You can't just follow these opinions and say, I'm not going to watch my hands today. I follow these opinions. They say there's no ruach ra'at today. So, say a person, as we said before, a person's he never slept. He was up all night. He knows his hands are clean. He's not a new creation. Does he wash hands or not? The answer, not really, because he doesn't have to. There's only one opinion out of four would say he has to wash hands. And so a lot of people say you don't have to wash hands anyway. So you can start if them not to wash hands. Oh, you wash hands without bracha. But if, On Yom Kippur, slept, huh? but if somebody slept, you can be Yotze with him, right? Who? Somebody slept yeah. and you didn't. You can be Yotze with yeah, him. Yeah, 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 that's what we do. That's what we do. Why? You can always be Yotzeh with a bracha if you need to do something. Because you're not saying a bracha of a tala. Be Yotzeh with someone. Okay. The Kav Chaim says, there's a Kav Chaim Palachi, there's two Kav Chaims. There's Kav Chaim Yaakov Sofer, who wrote it in Israel in the 50s. He wrote Kav Chaim, uh, which is a very important perush on the, on the Shulchan Aruch. He quotes all the later authorities, the Benish Chai, the Mishnapura, and he gives you the Sephardic opinion. And then you have the Kav Chaim Palachi. Kav Palachi was uh, a rabbi of Rav Chaim Palachi. He was a Chambashi, the chief rabbi of the Ottoman Empire in the 19th century. So you have two different Kav Chaims. Why would he call himself after, if there was another Kav Chaim? Hmm? There's two Kav Chaims. So they call them by the last, last names. It's Kav Chaim Sofer and Kav Chaim Palachi. They chose the same title for their work, so... Because they're both the names were Chaim. So the hand of life, Kav Chaim, and the palm of life. So they chose the same title. There's a lot of books which are the same bo- books. I mean, have the same title, you've got to figure out who's who. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's a Rosh, and there's Tosefit Rosh, and there's Tosfot Rosh. It's all kind. In the Mishnah Torah, I mean, that's what Chazal referred to as Torah, but... Yeah, Mishnah Torah is a different name. Uh, Tvarim is Mishnah Torah, and uh, Ramos is Mishnah Torah. So which one's Mishnah Torah? Which Mishnah Torah are you talking about? So we have a lot of books which say so you have to know who the author is. You have to know. So there's Kavachayim Palachi and there's Kavachayim Sofer. So we do we call them. So Kavachayim Palachi says, anyone who disregards the mitzvah washing hands in the morning will be put in a nidui, excommunicated, basically. He considered it equal to that of committing adultery. Or not washing hands in the morning is equivalent to adultery, and I don't know what the connection is. And the person will be uprooted from the world. Hear that? The person not washing hands. The person's got to wash hands with a cup. They're going to talk about it three times. One, two, one, two, one, two, three times. Alternately. That's how you wash hands in the morning. We're going to talk about it. Now, Garizal's disciples taught such a person would be reincarnated into water running downhill in a stream. That never has a moment's rest. Imagine the guy's soul being reincarnated in the water, going down the stream. Psh. This is the identical punishment as stated for a murderer. Based on the pasuk, you'll spill it on the ground like water. You'll spill the blood on the ground like water. So it's compared to water, and therefore he'll be reincarnated in water, which goes on the ground, continuously going on the ground. His soul will never have rest. Always moving, all of them. So we can be reincarnated even in inanimate objects? Yeah. It's the worst. That's the worst. This, uh, the British guy brings it down when you do Bikat Ha Ilanot. you can do? Oh, you're releasing. So, so there's, uh, you're releasing, but it's, you're, it's a living organism. Slowly, slowly, slowly. 
there's four different dimensions. There's domain, which is rock formation, inorganic, inert. That's the worst. Inert. Stay in a rock. Imagine, guys, in reincarnating a rock. Then there's uh, there's growing group plants, plant life, and then there's high and there's metaber. Domem, Tzomeach, Chai, Medaber. There's four different categories of reincarnations. Domem is inert, rocks. Tzomeach is plants, trees, Chai, living creatures, and Medaber. Medaber is the highest level of human beings. Talk. There's four different levels. Now, when we talk about reincarnation, a person going to not think about the whole soul comes back and this and that. Different parts of the soul go to different places. Different parts of the soul are split into different parts. So depending on the level of the soul, what the sin was, this part of the soul goes here. Most parts of the soul don't sin because they're they're gone. They leave the body before the guy sins. Talking about the seven parts of the soul? There's non and there's chai yechida. There's non and then chai And then there's the external chai yechida. Okay. But there's, there's seven parts of the seven parts of the seven parts of the seven parts. Whoa. It's like, it keeps splitting. There's no end to it. But, like, the highest level Rebbeim that, you know, where Gedolim has still have to come back in some very, Why? very low form. If it depends. So, whatever person did the tikkun of the soul, that soul is his. Whatever soul he didn't do the tikkun, it comes back. You're saying it's the worst form of coming back if you're in Domem, but... The whole soul doesn't come back in, in Domem. You're saying parts of the soul go different places. Depends on the level of the, what a person did or what they do. So, the parts of the, everyone does some mitzvot. That part of the soul is fixed. Whatever the mitzvah was tied to. Whatever the avera was tied to is destroyed. I mean, it goes into whatever. Right? So it depends on the part of the soul. So every, every day you get a different soul. So soul that he used that day, God. So he did it today, he's about the shiva. Fine. The consciousness isn't in a rock or something. Hmm? Consciousness isn't in a rock. It's in a rock though, right? It's part of his going not the whole consciousness. Part of it? It's knowing that part of you is in a rock. Imagine. Whoa. Oof. Part of my soul is in a rock. And part of you is there. And, and part there. of my soul is in Ganeda, and part of my soul is in a different person, part of my soul is there. So. But once it's in a different person, it's not yours anymore. It's his. Okay. Can you have influence over him? It's, it's, it's you. It's you. Part of you. Your consciousness is him. He has to fix it now. Whatever sin you did, he's got to fix. That's our job. Our job is to fix the souls in us. We're all, we're all reincarnated mostly today. Today, there's no such thing as a new soul, pretty much. There's many consciousnesses. We ran out of souls? Huh? No. Still, that's why you still have to have kids. We're running out. There's Russian. When we ran out of souls, that's Mashiach. The Gemara says, the Mashiach will come only when the souls end from the body. And the Guf, which is the spiritual Otsar, spiritual warehouse of souls, called the Guf. Mm-hmm. When there's no more souls in the Guf, Mashiach will come because that's our purpose so the more kids we have the quicker Mashiach will come less kids people have it's taking longer to get the souls out yeah. huh? I think the interpretation of Hanukkah like I'll take the regal man shot but those There's are a... souls that are being recycled it's no, not like new souls, new souls oh those are new souls there are new souls coming in but again, you have to have kids that mean bring new souls in. So it's going to be holy kids. The new souls are pure. Um, so if you have... You've got to finish all inten- those new souls. If you have good intentions, you'll get a new soul. If the kids, kids are not kids. pure, they're going to come back as someone else? Yeah. 
not someone else. Someone else. Someone else's soul comes back. It's recycled. It's like a bottle. A bottle needs recycling. What I'm saying, it goes back and melt it down and bring it back. Same thing with the souls. But someone is independent of soul. Huh? Like when we say the word someone, that's independent of their soul. Like, like a consciousness is separate from soul. This, the the person the person themselves is not the soul. The person themselves is the malbush, is the is the Current. is the interface between the body and the soul. We are the interface of the body and souls, which are basically our personalities. Yeah. But our soul is not. Well, but we get the soul that we use. Yeah. So it becomes so we're, we're the garment of the soul. Yeah. The garment the garment is the soul to yeah. put yeah. the garment on. Otherwise, yeah. and some garments are worn out. Some garments are pulled. Some garments are dirty. That's why the Gemara says, always have your garments clean. What do you mean your garments? Well, my spiritual garments. The person does a sin. So he broke a negative, then he made a... Hole, huh? Made a blemish. Made a blemish. He made a stain on his garment. If he didn't do a positive mitzvah, he made a hole in the garment. Because you missed the mitzvah. So it means a hole, there's a piece missing. Mm. You're doing a very dirty what you had. So stains and holes. <coughs> stains and holes. And the spiritual garment, whatever that means. I mean... In the spiritual world, you see people walking around with this rag. Why are you wearing a rag? Disgusting. Well, that's it. That's hell. Hell is wearing a, d- a rag. Imagine it's embarrassment. Where's your soul? Some people are totally naked. Where's your soul? Where's your where's your come home bush? Mm-hmm. Never did mitzvah. Very hard. But the uh, soul that the person didn't use comes back. Soul the person misused also comes back to be tickled. It's complicated. It's not easy. There's a whole Shara Gilgulim. These are very, very complicated because you see how many parts of the soul there are. Because every part of the soul can be broken into many parts. So it's a part of this part of this part of this part. I hear this is, not, this is a work that's not, not for everyone. What, Shara Gilgulim? Yeah. Definitely not for everyone. It's a Mikubalist. you got to be a Mikubal. But even then, it's even, even for Mikubalim, it's hard to understand because it goes into different parts of the soul. That's, okay, let me come to a very beautiful story. The story of the Baal Shem Tov. He was once wandering deep into a forest, a typical Baal Shem Tov story, and he discovered an enormous toad. <laughs> he discovered an enormous toad. He realized this toad is a reincarnated person. Imagine. So he starts talking to the toad. Don't ask me how to talk to the toad. And the tortured creature related to him. He had been imprisoned inside this lowly creature for 500 years in the toad. 500 years he was in the toad. Because he once disparaged the importance of Nitilat Yadayim. Wow. And failed to do Nitilat Yadayim properly. Once he forgot to do he didn't, uh, he didn't do Nitilat Yadayim properly, on purpose. On purpose. So Chaim Palachi brings us down and says, anyone who hears or reads the story should be filled with dread. The Shukran says, if a Torah scholar fails to wash his hands when the Halakha demands it, he will forget his Torah knowledge. If he is not an early learned person, he will lose his sanity. I mean, no. All these Americans who are insane because they don't wash hands in the morning. Huh? Is the Balshan Tovi I don't know. He doesn't, I don't, he didn't bring down that part of the story. <coughs> the part of the story he wants to impress us was how do you turn into a toad? Just don't wash hands in the morning. Make mockery of washing hands in the morning. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.